0: Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Best Comics Ever. I'm your host, Dave Busin, the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and today I'll be talking about new recently completed stories and story arcs in Marvel Unlimited. These would be the Marvel Comic Stories that are now included in full. In the Marvel Unlimited Library, for those of you keeping up with modern and new books, uh, right now we're getting into a lot of Marvel Fresh Start era comics. So this would be the era of Marvel that kicked off in May 2018, and here we are in April 2019, and we're getting the first five, six-ish issues of completed story arcs for a number of these series so, I'm gonna talk about a bunch of those that I read that were completed throughout the month of March today. I've got here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine full stories that I'll be talking about that I read. You can see the full list in the show notes, of course. But the first one that we'll be talking about, um, really the first three here, I would say, are sort of on the, these are gonna be some of the best of the decade list, you can tell. And then we have a handful that are fun and good and a couple that disappointed. But in general, the scale here is, is pretty positive And we've got some good Marvel comics to get into and just tease here. I'm going to talk about the Immortal Hulk, Venom, and Runaways are the three that I think are pretty fantastic. Before I get into those, a thank you to... Everyone on patreon.com slash comicbookherald who is supporting the site and the podcast and all of the work that we do um, across, you know, the reading orders and columns and just a lot of work that I'm excited about here this year. We've had some really, really amazing articles from some writers on Comic Book Herald uh, apart from... The typical fare I'm producing myself, John Galati, writer on the site, recently just did a two-part series on Tom King's work. Uh, the first part's all about the macro-narrative and the, his works across Mr. Miracle and Vision and Omega Men, and the second part dives deep into Heroes in Crisis, and it's it's easily, I would say, the best comics criticism that has ever been published on Comic Book Herald. So if you haven't checked out those pieces, I highly recommend you go on over to comicbookherald.com and do so. They are... Uh, really, really top-notch stuff. And again, if you're interested in supporting the site or, or interested in seeing what is available through our Patreon, we I am running a, you know, sort of a, a promo right now where we have a goal to get to $450 per month. I'm at about 340 right now per month. And what this funding will do is it will help me launch a Mega Run Reading Club. So I'm looking to launch a, a reading club where every month the patrons... We'll be able to participate, and we will uh, vote on what mega-run. So things like Elmore Road Swamp Thing for some like 50 issues. Or we could look at something like uh, the Jonathan Hickman era of Avengers, which is particularly topical with Endgame coming up. So these giant sort of runs, and we're going to binge them together uh, in, of course, chronological Proper reading order. Um, One that I would have been really excited to do this month actually would have been Hellboy. That's sort of the mega run binge I'm doing right now. All the works of Mike Mignola and company um, in chronological order. So that's the type of material we'll be doing. And then uh, I'll be creating an exclusive Slack channel where uh, everybody can talk about the books and we can and have this uh, community of getting through, you know, some classics, but then also some more under the radar things and frankly just like the runs and comics that everybody is interested in talking about because we're going to put it to the crowd and have a vote on it so if that sounds like something that might be of interest to you again met like 75 percent of the way to this goal once we hit it we'll launch uh go on over to patreon.com slash herald and check it out see if it's something that would appeal to you and of course uh again thank you to everybody who is able to and has uh decided to support the site in in any capacity over the over the years Alright, so the first comic that I want to get deep into is The Immortal Hulk, and this is the first six issues by Al Ewing and are primarily by Joe Bennett, and you probably saw or may have seen Immortal Hulk on a lot of best of 2018 lists lists with good reason. Uh, This comic is phenomenal. It's my favorite Hulk comic easily in a decade um, it is Al Ewing doing some of his best Marvel work, and I don't say that lightly, because Ewing wrote Ultimates and Ultimates 2, which are also some of my favorite comics of the decade. Uh, Ultimates was my single favorite comic book series of of Marvel in 2016. I think it's a fantastic cosmic series. And Hulk, uh, essentially what they've done is they have resurrected Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Uh, through some continuity wrangling that kind of takes you through Civil War II and Secret Empire. And to their credit, Ewing is, is very, very good at wrangling Marvel continuity. He ties it into the series. He doesn't ignore things. He explains them. He talks about it as if it happened. And if you've read it, it's rewarding. If you haven't, it's explained. And it's all done with a very deft touch. Um, But essentially, the focus of Immortal Hulk, you know, the the theme is it's kind of a horror book. And the Hulk is scary. And they kind of get back to the roots of Silver Age Hulk, where the the big green behemoth only comes out at night. And then Bruce Banner, throughout the day, has to sort of deal with the realization that, you know, the monster's coming at night. And honestly, it's it's hard to explain how effectively this hits. Um, I'm sure I've tried to do so in words over on Comic Book Herald, but the first six issues of mortal hulk these are comics to read even for someone who thinks they don't particularly like the hulk and the hulk's a hard character to write i mean if you look at his solo series through marvel history um there are eras you know peter david stands out certainly in the 80s and then through the 90s as a writer who was on the character for a very long time greg pock did something similar, kicking off with Planet Hulk, and then through the 2000s has a really fascinating, like, decade-long kind of Hulk run that that goes in a lot of different directions. Um, but it's, you know, when you take those two runs out of it, it's – if you even ask somebody, like, what's the Hulk story I should read, aside from Planet Hulk, which is from 2007 – You know, you go back to 1962, and it's hard to pinpoint what that is. Um, You know, again, like, I do like a lot of that Peter David, especially when he's working with Todd McFarlane in the early days, in those 80s Hulk comics. There's good stuff out there, of course, but it's not as clear-cut as some other Marvel heroes, you know, Spider-Man or Wolverine or some of the big names, or even just among the Avengers, and Immortal Hulk is just instantly... Canonically, it's gonna be, you know, hey, what are the top Hulk stories of all time? Oh, you gotta read Immortal Hulk. So I won't say too much more about it than that. Um, it's going in some really interesting directions as the series has continued. So these first six issues are great. I think issue number three in particular is the one where I read it and think, Oh, this is their their ambition here is is way bigger. Than I would have expected, you know, because you can hear the hook, like, "Oh, it's Hulk," is a horror comic, and you know, you kind of have an idea of of what that might mean, or just kind of, okay, it's a slightly different focus, but no, like they're they're not just trying to make like a different kind of Hulk book; they're trying to make a different kind of superhero comic, um, you know, on in the way that like something, and they're not comparable comics otherwise, but something like a Matt Fraction, David Aja, Any Wu, Hawkeye was doing, right? Like, hey, this is a different way. To tell superhero comics in a better way, and Immortal Hulk is on that level right now. So, check out the first six issues on Immortal uh, (laughs) on Immortal Unlimited on Marvel Unlimited, and then um, I I highly recommend you continue from there because the book has not dropped off hardly at all. Uh, The next series that I was going to talk about, and this was a tough one, you know, I I go through these when I'm doing the Marvel stories. I try to go through them in order of how I'm going to rank them on the best comics ever list. And uh the next two series I have, you know, I've got Runaways, the second volume by Rainbow Rowell and Um and Chris Anka. And then I've got the first six issues of Venom by Donna Cates and Ryan Stegman. And I quite love both these series. As I said at the top, you know, I think these are the the excellent tier of what is available right now. I'm actually gonna put runaways above Venom, which I did not expect to do. Um, but runaways, and this is the second story arc, uh, you know, the second collective volume will so be issues number seven to number twelve. it's such a good book. I mean, they brought back Runaways and this isn't, I I don't have that sort of near and dear to my heart feel for Runaways that you can tell a lot of um, comics critics today, or even just, you know, Marvel fans do necessarily. That said, I love the BKV, Brian K. Vaughan and uh, Adrian Alfona original, you know, 18 issues. And then, and then plus whatever, give or take 20. It's great comics, great innovation in the Marvel universe. And then they've kind of floated, and they kind of haven't hit in the way that we know they're capable of. Since, and I Raoul Ananka have got it back to that level. I mean, it's as good as it's ever been. This series is funny. It's heartfelt. It's it's just different than um, you know the standard Avenger style superhero book. You know, it's a team of teenage misfits all trying to figure things out. And uh, kind of like Immortal Hulk, you know, Raul kicks things off, tying to Runaway's continuity in some interesting ways. And she's working within the Marvel sandbox, um, honestly, more. Like in more detail-oriented fashion than I would have expected from someone who's coming over from YA fiction and doesn't doesn't you know hasn't had their hands in again the Marvel sandbox, um, but she's pulling from continuity and things that is kind of astonishing, including uh, the use of Doombot from Avengers AI makes an appearance in this volume and is instantly one of my favorite characters and favorite things in Marvel. You're going to see a lot of Doom panels shared across uh, Comic book Herald Social because it's so fun, and just the sense of humor and style in this book is fantastic. So Runaways uh, continues to be an excellent, excellent book. Uh, it's one of Marvel's best, and I, I definitely recommend you read all 12 issues now available on MU. Which leads us to the next series that I want to talk about, and that is Venom by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Donny Cates, of course, has been a fast-rising star across a variety of Marvel properties, um, but he's really planted his flag on Venom, actually, as what seems to be destined to be his longest ongoing series. Um, Cates, for coming in very hot, and, and he did so with, I think, Thanos wins the story arc. He did uh, issues 13 to 18 in the Thanos series and um they're very very good you know i've talked a bit on the podcast about how i'm not as in love with them as a lot of marvel fans but they're unquestionably very very good but then you know he hopped off the series and he's done a lot of mini-series since then you know he did a five issue death of inhumans arc which there's only four or five available in m.u right now those would be talking about that um he's done some other stuff he did marvel knights and and i'm sure a handful i'm forgetting because he's really been hopping around here and, oh, he did Doctor Strange for, I think, 10 issues. Um, but now Venom, he seems to be to have long-term plans with. And you can read the first story arc here and kind of see how that's going to work. So the Cates and Stegman Venom, and, and Stegman with a history on Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man, is perfectly suited for lots of madcap demon-infested Venom. Cates um, has this mythos of the Venom symbiote that is much bigger and darker than we've seen in Marvel before. And he's bringing things back to the Eddie Brock version of Venom. So the, the symbiote has bounced around at this point. Nearly everyone in the Marvel Universe has been a host, uh, some longer than others, of course, um, to the symbiote, you know, the, the Venom black and white attire. Um, but it's back with Eddie Brock, and it's going in some very interesting ways. So the first story arc really sort of lays out what the big picture is, is going to look like for the remainder of this book. You get an Eddie Brock Venom and Miles Morales um, kind of team up, <laughs> you know, kind of antagonistic team up, which is a ton of fun. And it's a, it's just clearly like I'm not a Venom guy. I, I really, I'm not. Um, I love Agent Venom. I love the Rick Remender run. Those are my favorite Venom comics, I think, by a wide margin. But like when you talk about the era of Venom that a lot of fans connect with in like the 90s, for example, um, those just aren't really my thing. I'm not opposed. It's just I've never gotten super into it. And this series instantly was like, no, you're going to be a Venom fan for the foreseeable future. So this is the, the next must-read on this list. Um, so there's six issues of Venom that you can read right now. And then there's a one shot called Web of Venom. Uh, It's V-E apostrophe N-A-M, which is a ridiculously delicious pun. (laughs) It's so bad. And obviously I love it. Uh, So yeah, check out those seven issues of Venom because this series, again, like Immortal Hulk, Runaways, Venom, these are three that are going to go down on, on best of the decade lists. And I say that without... Without bias and objectively, it's just that's going to happen. You'll want to check them out. So yeah, those are my faves for this this period. So from there, we get into a, a couple of X-Men books, actually, although they're quite different. The first is New Mutants, Dead Souls. It's a six-issue miniseries written by Matt Rosenberg, who is now on the Uncanny X-Men title. And this one is kind of a prelude um, to uh, to some of what is happening in the X-Men universe and, uh, and in Uncanny X-Men specifically, it details, uh, as you'd expect, the New Mutants, but it's kind of a New Mutants meets um, the Peter David 2000s era X-Force lineup. So you've got like Magic and Wolfsbane, but then you've got Strong Guy and uh, Richter as well in the lineup, um, among others. And it's honestly like it, it's very um, reverent towards X-Men continuity of the last, you know, twenty. 15 years or something like that and it's like these six issues they are of a single story but they kick off kind of feeling like i don't know kind of like one shots um you know it's it's almost a little bit like uh, a planetary or or like a warren ellis style like authority where you just plop this new mutants roster into a weird situation and different situations each time and kind of let them go um, you know, like they fight frost giants, and then there's a town full of ghostly zombies, and, and they're just dealing with these weird different situations and trying to figure things out. So it, again, like it's nothing super special, but it's just really solid. It's great to look at. Um, it's, it's just fun writing and team dynamics, especially if you've been invested in New Mutants and the X-Men over this time period. I think if you're unfamiliar with these characters, like if you don't know the first thing about magic or Sean or again like Strong Guy, um, it's going to be confusing. It's going to be really confusing. This one's pretty mired in in the state of affairs for X Men. Um, but if you have some of that background, uh, this is a fun read. I'd recommend it. Dead Souls. It's again, it's a little too it's a little too transitional. You know, like it's not. I don't know that it stands on its own, but it's it's of a piece. So if you're invested in where X-Men is and where it's going during this Marvel Fresh, Fresh Start era, uh, then it, it does feel like it's going to be important for sure. The next book is again X Men, but very different. This would be X Men Grand Design Second Genesis. This is the Ed Piscor, uh, the cartoonist who's done uh, such favorites of mine as Hip Hop Family Tree for Fantagraphics, and he's uh, cartooning his way through X Men history. And these are just such gorgeous, amazing pieces of work. Um, I talked about the you know the first original two issues. So these oversized issues that again like explain the entirety of x-men history which is an insane undertaking and Piscor is up for the challenge definitely so if you like like just kind of reading through the history of x-men or don't actually know the information yourself i these are must reads i for me they're must owns because Piscor is such a cool like talented cartoonist they just look different than anything else marvel's putting out there um they read you know kind of like um Kind of like historical fiction, almost like just recapping like what these characters have been through over time. Uh, I wasn't as into Second Genesis as the first part. I, I think largely because I know Second Genesis a lot better. You know, I've done the Claremont binge a couple times um, of this era of X Men, and I just it's I I know what. The history is so it's not as interesting to me as like the early silver age stuff of which I skipped over more you know just because it, it wasn't as good I didn't think. Um nonetheless like if you want a recap or an explainer of X-Men history there are a few better ways to do this than checking out these titles. So they are recommended although again like it's a different flavor than actually looking for um you know new comic book stories of course. And then the final one I want to talk about in this kind of second middle ground tier is Avengers number one to six. This is written by Jason Aaron with art by Ed McGinnis. Obviously Avengers being the flagship Marvel book at this time period um, with Marvel's Marvel fresh start was, you know, this is a big deal kind of book and the first six issues are pretty uneven and a little disappointing. I actually think Avengers has gotten better As it's gone, Um, I think Aaron's getting a better feel for the title. He's kind of branching out and doing stuff that feels a little more uh, true to what he's good at in the Marvel Universe, which is bringing in some kind of weird supernatural stuff. Uh, But this first six issue arc is basically the Avengers versus Celestials. And it's not bad, but again, like it's not, it's a team formation kind of book, too, you know? So it's. Literally kicking off with the mission statement of, like, getting the band back together of Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. And, again, because, you know, Marvel's coming out of this legacy and the all-new, all-different era when, um, you know, we were looking at very different lineups. And we were looking at Sam Wilson as Captain America and Jane Foster as Thor. So Marvel Fresh Heart, you know, true to its name, is saying, all right, fine, here are the characters that you know in these roles, and we're going to put them back on the Avengers. I think Aaron's best touch in this is including sort of newcomer, oddball, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, on the team, and then also making Black Panther the leader of the squad by the end of the six issues. Um, So yeah, essentially of the Avengers, um, they're fighting Celestials. They're trying to figure out what Loki's role in all of this is and whether or not he's actually here to help as he claims. And um, it's not the best Avengers is going to be, but clearly it is significant in terms of setting up, uh, I think more interesting stories to come. So if you're invested for the long haul uh, and, and I think like Aaron is most well known right now for Thor run he's been writing since 2012 and which is built to War of the Realms which kicked off this month April 2019 and I'm pretty invested in that story arc um I quite like his Thor run a lot actually and you know I'm, I'm very interested to see what War of the Realms is like Avengers is related but um you know kind of a minor tie-in um it may be more so as the event progresses obviously I've only only the first issue has been released as I record this so vendors may prove to be more important to the overall narrative, but right now I would say if you're invested in that run and just a fan of Aaron's work at Marvel in general, I think these six issues are probably books you're going to want to check out because, um, again, like things have been improving really uh, more or less with every issue since. So yeah, it's a it's a tepid recommendation, um, but one I think most Marvel fans will want to check out. And then the final books that I read that are available in Marvel Unlimited, which are basically between, like, not recommended and only if you're super bored. Um, The first is Weapon H, numbers one to six. This is, the first is Weapon H, numbers one to six, written by Greg Pak. And this book is, so it comes out of, there's been, like, this whole era of a Hulk-Wolverine combo that's been going on. And if you haven't really been with it to this point, Um, like I've known of it, but I wasn't really on top of it and I jumped in the series fine. So I would say like, if you just kind of want to see what it's been building to this ongoing of a new character who is a combination from the weapon X program of, of Wolverine and Hulk DNA, um, you can jump in and I don't know, it's such a dumb, it's just like the dumbest fun. Um, kind of concept and Pac is a writer i respect and, and like a lot and he's playing it pretty straight but i think he also realizes like this is a ridiculous book to be producing and and that comes through in some pretty entertaining ways so i think it's it's kind of better than it has any right to be um there's some wild moments like the hulk Varine. Um, which even just saying that, I mean, my goodness, but you know, he's punching a uh, brood sky whale, or you get like a scene in the early going with Doctor Strange just coming in hot through a portal with a flaming magical bow and arrow. So it's like this book, it knows it's fun. I don't know that it's not in Winking too heavily. Um, But I also by the end of this, I mean, I I really like the hulk Marine character and his family. They're actually pretty good additions to the Marvel U. So I don't know. It's not like this secret hidden gem or anything, but there's some good ideas here uh, in the midst of what seems like it should be just an absolute throwaway. So maybe check it out, maybe don't. I'm not going to push it too hard one way or the other. I'd, I'd say if you like Pac and everything he's done on the Hulk, at marvel over the last you know decade plus um give this one a look because it's it's you know it's pretty true to what what he's been doing there uh and then the final book i was going to reference was ant-man and the wasp number one to five this is written by mark wade and it's it's just super boring i mean an ant-man and the wasp book is a tougher sell for me to begin with um this one we're looking at scott lang as ant-man and the newer uh, unstoppable wasp and I, I just, I got nothing for this book. It's boring. I don't like it. And, um, honestly, unless you're a huge Ant-Man or Wasp fan, total skip. So that's the last one on the old Marvel Unlimited ads, but a lot of good stuff in there. Um, a lot of comics I would highly, highly recommend. And, and, you know, I'm excited to see where all of these series are going because I think Marvel, and, and I'm going to do a piece about this on comic book Herald, but like we're coming up on the one year mark of Marvel fresh start. And honestly, I, it does seem like the publisher, it, things aren't perfect, they still make a whole lot of mistakes, um, but in general, the line is fairly strong. You know, when you look across kind of the, the top tier of books and, and some of these standouts like Immortal Hulk, Runaways, Venom, uh, there's a lot more consistently good stuff than I think, um, I don't know about at any point since 2015, but if I looked at it in a little more detail you know i could definitely get there i think there's there's a lot of progress that's been made just in terms of the the overall quality so yeah not a bad time to be reading marvel comics um thanks for listening this has been best comics ever i'm dave founder and editor-in-chief comic Again, go again going over to comic Book herald if you want to read Got new reading orders going up every week, uh, new posts basically daily now. Um, and then, of course, all of the podcasting we're doing on My Marvelous Year is we read through every single year of Marvel Comics from 1961 to present day. So go on over to comicbookherald.com to check out all of that. Again, uh, support for the site comes from patreon.com slash Music for Best Comics Ever is by Anthony Weiss. You can find more of his music at anthonyweis.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and enjoy the comics.